0: The podcast where we discuss what we've watched, listened to, read, and done over the past week. I'm one of your hosts, Rich, and with me, as ever, is Nick. Nick, how's your week been?
1: Um, do you know, it's it's one of those things. Um, so, Ivy, our little girl, she's got um she's got a toy in. Uh, she's had it since she was about five. She doesn't play with it anymore. It's a it's a battery uh, battery operated thing with like three dogs that go up some steps. And then come down no, no, the slide, ya. and then get to the, the slide. Takes at the bottom of the steps, and they go up again. And, it, yeah. and it, you switch it on, and the steps start to move. It lifts the dogs. They slide down, and it makes it does this chill, which Goes na 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 roof roof na 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 na. And I feel like every fucking week is basically that. <laughs> virus, virus everywhere. vaccinations on its way. Woof, woof, woof. Virus, virus everywhere. And fucking all, you know. And I can't, I can't watch. I, can't, I said this last week. I can't watch the briefings anymore. I can't do it. I've I, no. I've given up on no. them because it is. It's like watching a really shit Muppet show. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's so it's beyond satire. It's they're they're fucking clueless and uh, and and it's really upsetting because yes they've hit the peak in London they haven't hit the peak in the north and you know it's, it doesn't seem to matter uh, and it, and it's, it it just it makes me very cross uh, anyway net 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 so that's that's my reaction to it all
0: <laughs> if they had um if they had the three of them going up oh, on the mechanical staircase wonderful. with wonderful. that music yeah that'd be good wouldn't that
1: that'd it? be great you trust them up. And and just get their elbows stuck out, so they just get lifted up. They've got no choice in the matter. Those those poor dogs. I mean, you know, it is it is like watching the mundanity of existence in microcosm. You could just get Boris Johnson, uh, Dominic Turtle, and you yeah. know Hancock probably. I was going to call him Nick, Nick Hancock then. Nick Hancock, fucking yeah. poor Nick Hancock. It's not me. It's a different Hancock. He says as he's hoisted up on the fucking stairlift and whizzed down the. Not
0: not good, is it? No, it's rubbish. I,
1: it's I've
0: rubbish. um, I've stopped. I used to watch all of them, but I had to. I had to just stop because you don't. I, you learn everything that you need to learn afterwards. Anyway, people give a more precise breakdown of. What, what's been said and what actions you need to take. I think afterwards, I always like look at BBC News or whatever afterwards. Um, but I just can't sit through, like, you know, and let's have a question from Dave at the Evening Standard oh, or whatever.
1: Man. Awful, awful. The um, worst one for me was this this, this week gone, when, um, you know, he'd got his chief medical advisor, his chief science officer, uh, and they were there behind him. And, and I think... Um, one of the journalists, well, all the journalists wanted to ask whether or not it was a good thing that uh, Dominic Turtle uh, went to Barnard Castle, just quite by accident on his wife's birthday, to check his car was working on his wife's birthday and happened to go to a tourist spot. Um, and, you know, before before the question was even finished, uh, Boris said... Uh, no, no, that's a political issue. So we're not going to get the chief medical officer and the chief yeah. science advisor to answer questions which directly relate to fucking medicine and science. No, we're not doing that. And that's the point when you start going banana republic. Anybody?
0: Thing is, thing is, Nick. People have just had enough of experts, haven't they? This is
1: true. This is
0: true. We've we're just holding expert, experts. Lately.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let's just go on. I got a, it should be about your gut feeling. Mm. Just your hunch. Let's just go on a hunch. Yeah. How do you feel it's going? <laughs> Don't look at the statistics. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What's
0: your gut reaction?
1: <laughs> well, this is this is part of the reason why I'm walking the dog up the canal bank now not onto the field because the people on the field seem to be, you know, their guts. Like most people's guts are literally full of shit. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I and I, yeah. I stand and I think I can't listen to their guts. I can't Oh, he's doing a yeah. good job, isn't he? No, he's just on telly every night. He's not doing yeah. a good job, as far as I'm concerned. And I've said it before, and I know it's probably controversial, so do feel free to edit this out if you want. But I think he is responsible for a fucking mass manslaughter. I can't, I, you know, it, it's 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 horrible, but his inactions are fucking he's killing people. He's killing people. This is a very dark start to this show. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 and we should we should maybe we'll maybe move on move on to talking about telly or daisies or, or booby streamers or something I don't really know
0: uh, I thought you were going to I thought we were just going to talk about the dog toy
1: honestly man so, so we got it Ivy it was one of the things she wanted at Christmas one year it was like I mean what expensive like five six quid six quid maybe I think it was off. Um, it might have been off from Dirty Jeff. Uh,
0: so is it? Is it interactive? Does it? it do you fun? actually do? It's, it... No,
1: it's rubbish. You turn no, you it just on. Do you watch it? You turn it on. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to film it, and I'm going to yeah. send it, and you can post yeah. it on the on the site. So yeah. so people. Again, you know how people say, "Oh, get a fish." Because watching fish swim is so meditative, (laughs) it's really calming, it takes you to a neutral space. This is the polar opposite of that. (laughs) I I, I would imagine that if it had been around in 1971, uh, Stanley Kubrick would have used it in his adaptation of A Clockwork Orange. So rather than fucking Malcolm McDowell having his eyes pinned up and watching Ultraviolence... He'd have been watching that fucking dog tiger net 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 fucking inane. and and it makes you go I can't can't I can't and I goes watch him watch him when she was little watch him I I I I'll tell you what I'll go make you some food no i just watch him just stay a minute just watch him do you think he'll I think I think what's it do you think one of them will catch the other one up no
0: no does spoil the end?
1: Why not? Because they're not <laughs> alive. <laughs> fucking hell!
0: <laughs>
1: but she was only four at the time, so fair enough, you know. Yeah. And, and wouldn't have I have been surprised if one did fucking catch the other up and head yeah?
0: Up. That would have shown you. And suddenly there had been
1: blood everywhere. Head off.
0: Yeah. <gasps> yeah.
1: None of these toys frightening me.
0: Yeah. Trip to the toy vets for you.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, fix that, Magnus Carlsen. Work that one
0: out. <laughs> uh, I wonder, I wonder um, how
1: it works in his mind, Magnus Carlsen. We should probably say to first-time listeners, listen to pod four. You'll, you'll, yeah. you'll know what we're talking yeah.
0: about. Listen to pod yeah. four. <laughs> I'm sure when he gets that glazed look in his eye, his dad knows that he's imagining the... The dog's going up and down the, the, the escalator.
1: Magnus, Magnus, no, don't do that. Please don't, don't. Please, Papa, I, I need to find out whether the, the little dog will catch up to the big dog. No, Magnus, Magnus, stop it. You need to concentrate. We're playing Operation in your mind.
0: <laughs>
1: Remove my funny bone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, <clears throat> I've been um, distracting myself by watching something that's just horrible for other people rather than for me.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: I've been watching the denouement of uh, Celebrity S.A.S. Oh, who Does oh, Wins? Oh,
1: hang on. I'm going to have to do a drum bit. And I'm also yeah. going to reinstate this from our old podcast.
0: Oh, oh the bell. That's
1: that's... <laughs> Someone's gone wrong with this bell. <laughs> Oh, Corona. No, still rubbish. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, that was the bell. Go on, tell us, tell us.
0: So um, was, where we left them last week,
1: yeah. who were the runners? They were,
0: they were on, they were on the run from um, uh, a, a team of baddies. A team of baddies, um, I
1: remember. that. So they've yes, been given,
0: they've been given them a map, and they had to get to like uh, a evacuation point, I'm guessing it was. Right, okay. In two different places. Yes. So both teams managed to get to their evacuation points. But obviously things were as they seemed. So one team, they managed to get to their evacuation point and they got put in like a jeep and they were driven down the road and then another jeep came up and blocked off the road and then there was lots of gunfire and they got pulled out of the, the jeep and they got hoods put on them and then they got dragged off somewhere. Yeah. And then... The B team, they got to this like a, uh, it was like a mobile uh, cafe thing. It was really weird, <laughs> the middle right. of nowhere. And then they were all like, "Oh well, this is this is the end bit then, isn't it?" And then we just sat with like the feet up, having a brew and having a biscuit. Right. And then all of a sudden, there were these baddies came up and they were throwing flashbangs at the walls and shit what? and and shooting. Right. And they did the same thing to them. They got them out, dragged them out, put hoods on them. Oh, okay. So they got taken back to this base and they had a team of um interrogators who none of them had seen before they'd been brought in from the outside
1: Ooh, okay ringers
0: um ringers yeah so they they were all people who basically interrogated people for a job okay you know within the armed forces in in certain degrees um so before all this happened the contestants were given a cover story to say like look if you're if you're captured this is what your cover story is right, and okay. your cover story yeah. is that um you're a group of celebrities and that you're doing a charity walk and it's in aid of like the scottish highlands rescue service or something okay and the the idea was that they were supposed to stick with the, this story yeah give not give out too much information but then if you felt like yourself or the people who you were with were in physical danger, like they were going to shoot one of you.
1: Right, okay.
0: The idea was that then you would revert back to the real story, just tell them the truth, but drip-feed it out so that it would have to keep you alive longer. That okay. Was the, that was the whole premise of it. Um. So when they had them, they, they uh, had the hoods on them, and they would put... um like a blindfold over the top and headphones right. and they would play like awful noises nuh, for nuh, a long nuh, period nuh, of time. Nuh, 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 nuh. <laughs> yeah. Nuh, yeah. Nuh. That, I think that was one of them. <laughs> <I> think, um, <laughs> Baby shark might've been one of the oh, other ones as well. No. Um, well, so, and then they, they would put them in stress positions, like really uncomfortable positions and they'd just leave them there for hours. Oh, okay. Um, and so they were all suffering with that, and they hadn't had any sleep for like 21 hours or something. Right. Um, what did make me laugh, though, was one of the uncomfortable noises that they played was um, the loading sound from a ZX Spectrum game. Ah! <laughs> and I was thinking, no, I would quite like that. Absolutely. I could listen to that all the time. Yeah, it was. It was exactly that. It brilliant. was exactly that, yeah. Oh, that's the screen gone up. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, ah, that sounds familiar. I think that was Jetpack.
1: Yeah, if it went, um, it, that's an ultimate play <laughs> game.
0: So they had these stress positions of the noise headphones, and then they started pulling them out one by one, to see what information that they would give them, and um, they weren't messing about. They were properly like shouting in their faces, okay. really screaming in their faces, and swearing at them. Wow! And they would like just throw cups of water in their faces okay. and um, tell them that they were shit and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it looked like it made me want to do that as a job.
1: What, be <laughs> so... a professional interrogator?
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. hell. one of them um, oh god I think it was it might have been Helen Skelton I can't remember but he he shouted at her and then he threw water in her face and she mumbled something and um, he was going oh he he went oh look at me I'm a little mouse oh please feel sorry for me Fuck off! <laughs> He's just like fucking horrible. Wow. Um, so they they all kind of tried to stick with their story uh, okay. for quite quite a long period of time. Right. Um, Tony Bellew said that um he would he would never grass. So that you know that was that was him. He was done. He was never going to change. Um, Joey Essex. Yeah. Um,
1: folded like a map. No.
0: No, no, oh,
1: okay.
0: the 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 opposite. So what they'd do was they would get them, then they would interrogate them one by one, and then they'd go back into a room and like talk about different the different techniques that they were going to use for the next phase of it.
1: Okay.
0: So a lot of them, a little bit like Tony Bellew, he was just of the opinion of like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna tell you anything. And actually, he was he was a little bit like. I know that you can't physically do anything to me. Sure. <laughs> and I'm not too bothered about you shouting at me. So I'm not, I'm not, it's not affecting me any of this. Yeah, and they're yeah. all like, he's just not going to, he's just not going to give, tell us anything. But he's also not going to like play the game either. Right. So he was out. Um, so Joey Essex, he took it that, um, right, I'm just never going to tell you, I'm going to give you the whole story about me being a celebrity doing a charity walk. Yeah and even though even though it was obvious that he needed to like start telling him something else Mm. he just wouldn't so he kept going oh no I'm a celebrity I'm on a charity walk and even when people (laughs) had given him more information and gone yeah we're not not celebrities we're 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 part of a program we're learning SAS techniques he was like I don't even know who these people are and they were like but he's Joey and they were like he's going I've never I don't know what your name is (laughs) <laughs> I, I, the first time I met you was just like two days ago. Fuck and so they sake. kept going into this room going they, like the SAS bots were going they, he just don't fucking get this <laughs> He just doesn't he fucking understand it at all. He said if they were like if this was a real situation they would just they would have just shot him by now <laughs> because he's of no he's of no fucking use. Like we were yeah. saying do you think they're gonna have two weeks of him telling him that he's on a charity walk for the Island Rescue Service? <laughs> so um one of the guys one of the guys, he was um he was quite a big intimidating guy, and he was getting really getting into their faces to try and wind him up so that they would break. Yeah, and yeah. um he got right into Joey Essex's face. Right. And he was like giving him a load of shit. And Joey Essex like turned to him and started to you know, got into that posture where you start to like front up as if, like, right, now we're going to get ready for a fight. Yeah. And um, this this bloke was like, oh, oh, we're starting a fight. Oh, we're going to have a fight. I'll fucking have a fight with you any day. Let's do it right now. Oh, my God. And then he, he decided that he didn't want to actually have a fight with this bloke. And um, he said to him, uh, he said, Joe A6, you're a cunt. <laughs> you are a cunt he said um, I'll stick your own hands up your ass," and um, he, he, he just looked at him and he went ooh handsome boy handsome boy you're just my type <laughs> <laughs> he was like completely just did not give a shit right. at all. okay um, and then they would go sit him in in like a trough of water Put they put him in a dog cage at one point right and he would still go. I've no, I've no, I've no idea who these people are. And they were like, "Fucking <laughs> hell, they've already, they, they've told us who you all are about oh, five hours ago." Yeah, they just
1: he didn't his understand Instagram account. I'm sure he'd have folded then. Yeah,
0: he just didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, in one of the clips, he'd said uh, he was saying uh, this guy said, "Oh, so you're celebrities on a charity thing?" So he said, "So who are these other ones then?" And he said, "I don't, I don't know." And he says, "Well, if you're celebrities, how come?" How come you don't know? And he said, they're not celebrities like I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you think so they, that's they... Joey Essex's dedication to string theory, where he's in one reality and <laughs> the others are know. just in a different reality? Where maybe. They're not celebrities in his world, but they are in their own worlds.
0: Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. And They showed the clip of him saying... Um, they're not celebrities like I am. They showed that <laughs> clip to the Paralympian and she just rolled her eyes. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> else talented. Oh, that's... <laughs> <shit>. <laughs>
1: um,
0: when um, Joey was getting a little bit stroppy with one of the other interrogators, because they they all had a bit of a go with him, right. um, he started getting stroppy with him and he said, if you want to have a pop, have a pop. I've done bigger shits than you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end of that one. Um... So he got binned off just because he just didn't understand it. Yeah, yeah. I have just, to say
1: were... though, I, that I wouldn't understand being called a cunt. Uh, that, well, I understand being called a cunt—that's fair enough. But I'll shove your own hands up your ass.
0: Yeah, I, I I'll mean, shove your own hands up your ass.
1: You'd never be able to say that to people with like short arms, would you? That'd be just mean. That'd be prejudicial. You'd have to. No, that's to...
0: Like, that's how much you would fold you in two. All oh, right,
1: okay. To shove your own hands up your ass.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the kind of length that he would go to. God almighty. And, and probably, asked, by the look of him, I think he's probably done that to somebody. Right. Yeah. Um. One of them, one of the other contestants, um, got called a fucking lying whore. Wow. She got screamed at. Yeah, oh yeah, they were holding back. They had them all stood, the ones that were left, they had them stood outside in the cold. Right. And then they would, they had to... St- Take it in turns standing against a wall, when they just poured freezing cold water on them. Okay. And um, it was while they were doing that, and they were saying, you know, tell us who you are and what you're doing, all this kind of stuff. Um, that yeah, one of them, she just got, she's just went and screamed, "You're you're a fucking lying whore." <laughs> I was like, really? oh god, it so like extreme. <laughs> um, so.
1: So Joey Essex is out, and and uh, Tony bellew has gone.
0: Bellew's out. So then we're down to Nicky Sanderson, yeah. Helen Skelton, yeah. Um, a locksmith from Rudimental, yeah. And Lawrence Stedman, the Paralympian, yeah.
1: A locksmith. Sorry, is, is that his rap name or that's, is his, that's his name? A, that's okay. his rap name. Right. Fine. Yeah. I think I got confused about that the other week as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I, I, I think yeah, I think I've, I've made that mistake as yeah. well. Um, <laughs> Fucking. So. <laughs> he's, he's a locksmith on the side so we got down to these four Helen and Nikki both got booted out because they wouldn't reveal who they, who they were you know it got to the point where it was like right you need to stop bullshitting you just need to start telling them a little bit of the story of what, what you're actually doing right, okay. and they, they they wouldn't do that um, so they were like again in real life your captors would have thought you you're no good to us, so we'll shoot you, yeah, the idea is that you keep telling them stuff a little bit so they they keep you alive until yeah, yeah. perhaps somebody rescues you or you know you get traded out or whatever okay,
1: so now we're down to the we're down
0: to locksmith locksmith and the and Lauren Steadman, the paralympian okay um so at that point, the test is over, right, okay. So then, the all the SAS people all get together and discuss who should who should win, <clears throat> right? And they look back at what they've done and the various criterias and what how they've how they've reacted to things and what they've been like as people. And
1: okay. their,
0: their their whole criteria at the end is, um, would we want this person in our team, and would we trust them to be in our team?
1: Right. Okay.
0: And do the right thing at the right time. Okay. okay. So they they had a good talk about it, and then they took them two out to this outcrop thing in the um, wind and all that kind of shit. <laughs> and then they said, right, well, we've been talking about it, and what we've decided is um, you, you've both won. We can't split you. We think oh, you've okay. both done an amazing job. So the winners of the series it was there was two winners. It was locksmith and Lawrence Stedman.
1: Oh well, bloody and oh, then they that.
0: both hugged each other, and had a bit of a cry.
1: Oh, well, that, that's nice. Did and you... I
0: did, because I was thinking, damn, I wish I'd known about that interrogator's job years ago. <laughs> you could join
1: Rudimental and your name wouldn't be with. Your name would be interrogator.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I'd be a terrible interrogator. That would be one of my worst jobs. I don't th- I, Honestly, I, I, as soon as anybody is a bit like, Upset or whatever, I'd say. Oh, I'd, uh, I, I, do you know what? Do you want a sandwich making? I, I'll, I'll go get you a sandwich. <laughs> i would be awful. I'd be absolutely awful. I couldn't do it at all. Well, no,
0: we'd make we'd make the perfect fucking team, wouldn't we? Well, maybe, but I just. I'm horrible. I'm horrible, and then one when I've been horrible, and the they're on thinking well there's no way out of this then you come in and make him a sandwich and a cup of tea
1: yeah and I'd also spend all of my time saying do you know what, he's not like that really he's, not, he's lovely, <laughs> he's really nice I've been doing podcasts with him for years it's a whole new direction for him This. he's an artist and everything <laughs> tell you what, tell you what to avoid all that abuse, to avoid him calling you a fucking yeah. lying whore just ask yeah. him about Hull City or maybe maybe just yeah. get a bit of banter going about um, about art, you know, art history. is great on art history. Get out, you <laughs> fucking leave them sandwiches where they are. See, this is just an act. Fuck off! Yeah, it'd be your,
0: your technique for dealing with interrogators is the same way that kids are supposed to deal with supply teachers. <laughs> oh, yeah, just get him talking about one of something that he's interested in. <laughs> well, Before you know it, the lesson's over.
1: Okay, so that's not the way kids should deal with supply teachers. What you're saying is, is the way kids who don't want to be taught deal with supply teachers.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. obviously. In, betwe-
1: in between him trying to waterboard you and pouring water on your face and shouting at you, just, you know, ask him yeah. about his tattoos. He's got some really lovely tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about that time? I went to um, I went to, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I was at the drive through window, and there was a guy with a... Um, it was like I think it obviously started as a Celtic band on his upper mm. left arm, which had then been adorned with like uh, what looked like uh, a tattoo of I don't know some kind of uh, hedgerow or not hedgerow that's ridiculous it wasn't barbed wire some spiked thorns and stuff and then and yeah, then it was yeah. something else and then they'd woven a Celtic cross in it and, and I, I, I you know whilst I was just standing there waiting to pay I went that, that's elaborate. And he looked at me like I'd called him a cunt. He went, "What?" I went, "Your it's, tattoo it's, it's it's elaborate." And he went, "What's that?" I went, "Well, it's uh, you know, it's detailed." And that was it. Was the what? I went, you know, it's it's fancy, and and he went. Oh. Nine pound fifty six. Okay, and I paid, and I drove around the corner. And I thought, I've just told that bloke he's got a fancy tattoo, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, like an old fucking lady. You oh, do you know your arms right fancy? You got a fancy tattoo. Do you sell embracation here? Because me oh, do you know my back? Fucking your, fan, your tattoo's fancy. <laughs> I went from elaborate to detail to fancy. Fancy that. Fancy that. I think it's right fancy. So maybe I could say that. If you were about to take it, I'd say, talk about his tattoo's he got a fancy tattoo.
0: Another 10 minutes of that, and you'd have ended up telling him that it was big. (laughs) Just to keep breaking it down into more simplified terms.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's big.
1: Big paint on arm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Shapes. (laughs) Shapes. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't have like if you're gonna have something like that on you on yourself, some kind of thought process must have gone into picking it. So, why would you, if somebody struck up a conversation, why would you like not indulge it?
1: Well, it was weird because I said that's an elaborate tattoo, you know. I- obviously maybe maybe you misheard me and thought I said that's an abysmal tattoo or something they don't sound very much alike but it was one of those things where his face changed <laughs> it was like what and I thought oh fuck you don't get it I better change the word but <laughs> thinking about it you're right if you're going to ask not many people are going to have the front to say that thing on your arm looks like a bag of wank it's fucking rubbish that most people are going to go oh yeah it's good or not comment at all What well, uh, you know exactly yeah so yeah yeah Jesus strange. Christ! Anyway,
0: I'm sure he's still working. Yeah, there. you
1: know who you fucking are. We are elaborate tattoo, <laughs> which actually was quite fancy. Anyway, um, so so it was a, a a joint win. That's very good. I'm, was, I'm pleased was, about. Yes, that.
0: it was a, it was um, it was a good result for the series. I'm
1: pleased about that. I'm very pleased.
0: Uh, a, a, most of them, if not all of them. Cried when it finished. Right. Okay. You know we talked about we've talked previously about Tony Bellew being an, a maniac. Yeah. He actually seemed <laughs> yeah. to find some kind of zen about him by the end. <laughs> he was very calm. Ooh. He was very
1: relaxed. Amazing.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was odd, and he did say it, it's changed me forever as this experience. Okay. But yeah. Do you think next odd. time
1: he has a fight, he'll rappel into the into the ring?
0: He might do. With yeah. some flashbangs. I, he, he might go home and call his wife a fucking whore and throw water in her <laughs> face. Throw
1: water in her face.
0: I'm hoping that's not the way it's changed him. Yeah. No, he did. See, he did seem like um, oh, okay. he did seem like it genuinely like affected him uh, for right. the positive.
1: Oh god. Maybe they'll do no, I, um, I, uh, you know SAS six months later and find out what the you know
0: that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. What? So they're just walking down the street and all of a sudden a, a, a transit van pulls up. And a load of masked guys get out, <laughs> sh- chuck a couple of flashbangs, and then throw them in the back of the van. Then put a hood on them and take them to I a was, warehouse.
1: I was I was thinking more along the lines of just seeing how they cope with the experience, enjoy the experience. But yeah, oh, you can go right. that way. You can yeah. go that way. I'd prefer that extraordinary rendition. Yeah, <laughs> Suddenly,
0: yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Like they're, they've they've um, they've just gone for a nice meal at a pub and then they go to the toilet and then, they as they're washing their hands, somebody comes out the cubicle and then slams their head into the bowl of water and then holds them down underneath it for a bit <laughs> and then pulls them back and then says, "How how did you last six months ago? What in the finger how do you bowl? I think it's affected you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, any ball doesn't Anything. matter. You can drown. You can drown in an inch of water, can't you? Well,
1: an inch of soup then. In that case, that would be awful yeah. to drown as well. Getting hot soup up your nose, that'd burn. I mean,
0: well, unless it's gazpacho.
1: <laughs> unless it's gazpacho. Although, I still think it'd, burn, it'd be a, like a burning sensation.
0: It fucking would burn, wouldn't it? Yeah, that? it'd yeah. be horrible.
1: And noodle yeah. soup would be the worst because you breathe it in and it'd come out through your throat.
0: I think gazpacho would burn like um, if you're sick and some of it comes through your that, nose. Uh,
1: yes, exactly. Exactly. It'd be like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. And that is exactly, Not
0: lethal, but really unpleasant.
1: I've never tried gazpacho.
0: So, I mean, it is what it, what it sounds like.
1: Cold soup,
0: <laughs> yeah, cold tomato soup.
1: Oh, is it tomato flavoured, or can it be any flavour? Is gazpacho just a technique, or is it a particular? Type no, I of think soup?
0: it. I think it's a particular type. Right, okay. Because some of them have they put ice in it. Ice? but you might as well just have a. You might as well just have a bloody mary at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's very weird. Anyway, so um, that was me. That was you. Okay, so first thing I'll talk about this week is gangs of London. Um, which I've been following, and I'm now up to episode seven of nine. Oh, God. Uh, it's all kicked off. Everyone's killing everybody else. There was a fabulous... Well, there was a fabulous episode in one way. Uh, I think I talked about this before, um, where uh, the, the action sequences were brilliantly filmed and wonderfully structured, uh, but it was a bit of a dog and pony show, or uh, because... Oh, Smoke and Mirrors rather because you watched it and you went okay this is fantastic. But actually as you thought about it there were things you know people couldn't have got to certain places and yeah, you know people yeah. were being shot so many times and still moving and you know there was a there was yeah. a moment there was a moment where uh, a a couple of people in the in the show have gone through a hatch in the floor to get away from some aggressors. They shut the hatch. Um the aggressors were like behind them. They opened the hatch, but they'd managed, in that time, bearing in mind both of them were wounded, to get at least a hundred yards further down. How they did oh, it, right. anyone's get So there's there were things like that, you know, which which uh, which frustrate you in a lot of ways, because yeah. some of it, you know, th- there was a there was a moment where a hand grenade went off and turned somebody into instant mince. It was very graphically done. I don't know how they did it, but it was fucking horrible. It was it was properly rank. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: Subsequent to that, there's been attacks on warehouses. The main family's now fractured, uh, and they've they've come to the conclusion that's there's a Mister Big. But the thing that I wanted to say about it is because I've, I've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it, and I've I've liked. You know, it's it's quite um. The guy who directed it directed the raid. Did you ever see the raid?
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Oh no! I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, so it has a, a really good visceral approach to to yeah, uh, yeah. to its subject matter, but then it's it, every now and again it's let down by its writing that is for either people who aren't really watching it or fucking idiots or the executives have gone. Yeah, you're gonna have to explain this. You're gonna have to put a line in. So at one point, oh. at one point, uh, the main the main guy. And his and his right-hand man, who also turns out to be an undercover uh, policeman, uh, they, they they go into this house. Um, by by the way, you know that the the undercover policeman is revealed in the first episode, so that's no you know that's 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 yeah. no uh, huge spoiler. They go into this house, uh, hunting down these people, these these particular aggressors, and there's a photograph on the side. Of this of this woman they're looking for, and she's standing there uh, with a platoon of soldiers. They're all there. It's like a platoon photograph, and they're all there yeah. with their guns. I think they've even got camo makeup on. They've got the fucking berets on, and it says what battalion it was, what year, <laughs> and one of them holds the photograph and goes, "She's military," and you think, <laughs> "Oh, fuck off." <laughs> No, she's fucking Mr. Ben. She just likes wearing costumes. In a minute, a bloke in a waistcoat and a fez is going to turn up, and she's going to wander down Festive Road and go, "What the fuck was that about?" Of course, she's military. Come on. And then later, at the same bit, they go down into the cellar, and amidst all these guns on racks in the cellar, got all this armament, there's there's a there's an envelope, uh, cellar taped to a board or taped to a board. And inside the envelope are photographs of all the characters you've already seen, like surveillance photographs. <laughs> yeah. And again, one of them looks through these pictures and he goes, complete surveillance on all your family. And you just think, fucking Andy Townsend <laughs> wrote this bit. <laughs> It is absolute fucking say what you see nonsense.
0: Jesus Christ! It sounds like they've aimed those sections at the kind of person who works in KFC and has a tribal tattoo, has a
1: fancy tattoo. You could be right. Well, it's it's also those people <clears> who go, oh, there's no shooting in this bit. I'll put the kettle on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just shout, yeah. Us. Is there any information? Yeah, she's military. All <laughs> oh, right. How did you? How did they figure that out? They looked at a photograph of her in a military uniform. (laughs)
0: but the um the raid wasn't exactly high on the dialogue nobody's nobody's going to watch the raid for the gripping dialogue are they no that
1: is that is true um and uh, i've got the raid and i've got the raid too uh which is which is all right still you know it's, it's pretty good yeah um anyway that's that's that um but um yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's, there's one of those... Again, the, the, the last ridiculous thing. <laughs> the last ridiculous thing. So, the undercover copper in episode seven. It starts with a pan, a tracking shot across the, the, the wall in his house. And he's, he's really badly taped to the wall like all these for surveillance these photographs yeah. of different people as part of the investigation. You know, there's the Albanian guy and there's the guy from uh, the, you know, the the other mob, this this Turkish woman, and there's all this kind of thing. And this, this guy called Javeen, and this politician, corrupt politician. And it goes all the way up, all the way up, all the way up. And, you know, clearly you're building up to who is the Mr. Big. And he yeah. tapes onto the wall as if he needed a reminder <laughs> there was somebody else there a blank piece of paper, and drew a question mark on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Honestly, at that point, I wanted him to then turn around and say, we don't know who it is, boys and girls. Do you think Humpty yeah. and Big Ted and Little Ted know? Yeah. Where's Jemima and Hamble? It was proper fucking play school gangs of London. Gangs of play that's, school.
0: That's right up there with ones where they're, they're showing... Um, all surveillance pictures, and there's lots of string and drawing pins and stuff, and they all lead into the middle, and the middle is a black silhouette. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> like a cameo of somebody.
1: Absolutely. <coughs> yeah, It's F- fucking. If, if, you but, you know. Know, yeah, and how have you worked that out? If there's nobody. There? So yeah, so obviously that, and it's a shame because, like I say, I've really enjoyed it, and it's and it's and it's it's worth a look. It's really really bloody, uh, and it's uh, replete with. Uh, You know, hardcore swearing. Um, It was a very unusual episode uh, where there was uh, some torture going on, which, again, was a little bit unpleasant. But uh, one of the characters was just making cakes. All day was making cakes. And then he hadn't been in it since, uh, until the very end of episode seven. And I did think, (sighs) maybe we're going to see footage of him doing fucking Bake Off, because he just disappeared. Just wasn't in it anymore. I thought, well, <laughs> he's part of the main family. Shouldn't he be there? Where the, where the fuck's he gone? Is he out buying fucking frangipans? <clears throat> what?
0: I, I'm guessing at some point they're going to go to a room and there's going to be some flour and a birthday candle laid on the table. I hope so. And they'll be like, oh, hang on. Yeah. We know somebody who bakes cakes.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's Mister Big. So yeah, so so obviously that in the last two episodes, I'm presuming uh, that the the families will come back together and solve the mystery of. Who is Mr. When we when B. we
0: last talked about it, um Sir so was the one the was the head of it and he died. wasn't Well, Col-
1: it- First scene, The first scene of the first episode, he's shot so dead. You don't know who he have is. Have they
0: have they shown bits of him in like flashback? Yeah,
1: of course they have. Of course. Uh, have. Yeah. I mean, con- it's quite conventional in a lot of ways. Uh, you've had a bit of flashback. Mm. You've got the Maverick brother, you've got there's a drug addict in there, you've got the one who you're not sure whether you can trust, you've got you know, you've got all those kinds of things, and there's a, yeah. you know, there's a romantic entanglement, a little bit like in the Departed, the movie The Departed, where yeah. uh, you know Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon are both um, having uh, a little bit of a love affair with Vera Farmiga's character. Uh, yeah, I can't remember any of the names of the characters, unfortunately, but um, th- there's obviously some kind of. You know the policeman is part. He's, you know he's so far into the family that he's he's got he started a relationship with
0: one yeah, of the daughters
1: yeah. and all this kind of thing. And it's yeah. you know I mean, but that's not that doesn't spoil my enjoyment of it. It doesn't uh, it doesn't um, uh, disconnect me. Uh, uh, what yeah. disconnects me is when suddenly you go from really exciting, really good. I like the character beats, like the build up, like the narrative. She's military. Fuck
0: off. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck it yeah. <laughs> That's so rare, though, that um things like that don't have really obvious yeah, I think so.
1: yeah exposition,
0: yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, like everything now. Actually, they, they must, they must, like show these things to some kind of executives who whose mind just drifts off somewhere while they're watching it,
1: yeah, and then I at think some point so, they'll yeah. snap
0: back in and go oh, well, who's he again?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, we're going to need to put something in here that says who that bloke is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Overdub, hey, oh, no. just overdub an explanation. Yeah, or rewrite a scene. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It does feel like that. It feels like there's an ADHD executive sitting there, you know.
0: Yeah. Where Where are we now? What's What's going on now? Yeah. How How do we know that she's in the military? <laughs> Show me a fucking picture of her in the military. Fucking hell. <laughs> how do they yeah. yeah. I
1: know she's in the military, but how do they know?
0: What, yeah, they're looking at a photograph.
1: Yeah, yeah but that's just a photograph.
0: What yeah. if she's
1: really, really into fancy dress costumes?
0: Yeah, Do you. What you. What you've got to remember, mate, is that your average viewer isn't as bright as me. So <laughs> <laughs> you've Spoken got to fucking world. spell it out for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Fucking asshole. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, so there you go. So, yeah. I mean, um, still, I'm still gonna watch it to the end, and and I have enjoyed it. Um, And because, you know, I can think of only three examples of some fairly poor uh, dialogue or or plotting that, you know, it's definitely worth a look. And I dare say they'll get a second series out of it. But, yes, so that's Gangs of London. And um, as a reminder, that is on uh, Sky Atlantic. Uh, So it's through Sky. Uh, Yes. So what have you got for us, Rich? What's your next?
0: Well, well, I um, suffer through yet another episode of... Lincoln Rhyme Hunt oh, for the Bone Collector.
1: I'm so pleased. Come on.
0: Um then. it's hard to go through the the storylines of these things because it really just doesn't make any it's just all so ridiculous. It's, it's unbelievable. Um so one of the things that they um they found this this week it was so the last at the end of last week's they said they did the announcement to the Bone Collector saying right, we're going on the offensive Bone Collector. Yes. You know, when he was sat in the bar watching yeah, it on the, yeah, on, yeah. The, on the only news channel in New York, uh, <laughs> and the on the channel that every single bar in New York yeah, was showing. the news channel. Uh, yeah, um, we're <clears> going to <throat> turn the tables on you, Bone Collector, and we're coming after you and right, all this kind okay. of stuff. And he got all mad about it. Anyway, he was still seething about that. And... They they pulled kind of pulled back from that clip of um, Lincoln saying that on the TV to him being in the room, and then he kind of turned round and then they were talking about a completely different case. It was like, right, that was our focus then, but now, two thirty seconds later, we're going to be looking at something completely different. Right. and so that he said. Um, you know, we've got to I want you to look at this investigate this case for me. How oh, he's telling them what cases to investigate. They're all part of the police department. Like they're <laughs> on the payroll. But he's he's picking and choosing what cases he, he looks at. Yeah. So he said, I want us to look at this case. What it is is um this this guy, um, it looks like the evidence says that he stabbed his wife um in the chest and killed her. So they were like, well, all the evidence says that he's done it, so why are we bothering to look at it? And he said, well, I knew both of these people um, professionally and as friends, and I just don't believe that um, he would have done that. So they were saying, well, we should ignore all that, shouldn't we? Because, you know, we should just look at the evidence. And all the all the hard-bitten policemen went, well, he's done it, hasn't he? So let's move on. What's wasting our time. But then the... Uh, the sensitive police woman, yeah. who Lincoln's eye, said, "No, we should we should look into this. Right, okay. Just as a favor to Lincoln, why not? Let's just look into it."
1: Yeah.
0: So the, the entire preposterous story then is that <laughs> this this guy, like a serial killer guy, yeah, he 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 finds a way of doing surveillance on people. Finds out when couples are angry with each other. And then when the guy in that relationship is out of the room, he breaks into the house and, and stabs a woman. Just kills her with a kitchen knife. <laughs> okay. I mean, whoever whoever came like like just... They're obviously sat in the writer's room and somebody there was just about... Yeah. So what, what's this one going to be about? What about if a guy goes around killing other people's wives? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah. So, how does he do that? Oh well, he 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 knows that they're all angry with each other, and he goes in and he stabs them. When the guy goes out the house, I mean, it just none of it stands up. No. Does it? <laughs> so one of the one of the sections was um, they couldn't understand how it um, got into this particular building. 'Cause they were like, oh the doors the doors were locked, so how did you get in? So they deduced because they found a piece of plastic, they deduced that this guy had got some security like CCTV footage. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: He was what he was doing, he was um he was supposed to be like this tech whiz and he was parking outside in his van and he was like hacking into their systems over the Wi-Fi okay. and getting control of all the internal cameras and all that kind of shit in yeah, their yeah, house. Yeah. And so they, they'd said that he, what they he'd done was he got some footage while one of them was leaving the house of them picking up the key and going to the door and unlocking it. Yeah, okay. And he'd done a snapshot of that image of them holding the key in the hand. Right. And then he'd been able to take the dimensions of that key and then 3D print. A plastic, <laughs> a plastic version of that key. Brilliant. Because they found a small piece of it that had broken off, and they were like, "Oh, yeah, no, that's what he's done, hasn't he? Obviously, he's. I mean, fucking ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's no, no, nobody's got an internal camera in their house that has got such a high definition that you could zoom in on a, on a fucking image of their door key." And then accurately recreate on a three d printer what in plastic saying. I yeah. mean I can't imagine that fucking plastic keys are a thing anyway
1: well no I mean no
0: surely it'd be too thin and too brittle it would just break in the lock wouldn't it
1: yes yes what kind of key was it like a yale or was it a, was it a yeah it
0: was like a like, key. a like a no it was like a Yale key so it's obviously it's got small dimensions it's very thin and yeah. And slight, and the teeth are really small, but yet yeah, he just made a plastic one. Okay. Yeah, that, that And they thought that, that whoever, well, both the people on the program and the writers of this, they thought that that was a better solution than him just looking up on YouTube how to pick a lock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been done though, hasn't it?
0: That's the guy. I mean, the guy. The guy's like clever enough to know all this other stuff. But he's not clever enough to just watch a youtube thing on how to pick a lock and then buy <laughs> buy a lock picking kit off amazon for like 10 quid yeah no 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 what i'm going to do is i'm going to make a high definition image Perfect. and then i'm going to make it out of plastic yeah that's fucking ridiculous <laughs> do
1: you know what i'll tell you what <clears throat> i think csi has got a lot to answer for because yeah. CSI did that thing where, you know, this the, the detective techniques aren't really used. It's all a bit sci-fi, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. it looks real, so it looks kind of cool, and they've got all those graphics. And I think programmes uh, that have been uh, probably less well plotted or thought out have gone, yeah, but we can do that thing where we, we, we make up yeah. stuff that they've got, uh, and it'll be yeah. really cool. Like the ability to see into Lincoln Rhymes' mind, clearly.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, there was a lot of that. Um, and I think the um the original Blade Runner has got a lot to answer for as well. Oh you know, yes. where he's looking at images and then he keep just keeps zooming in and then zooming in yeah, and yeah. zooming in. And the definition of the image never is never lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always an immaculate <laughs> definition. It's yeah. like infinite definition on that. Because yeah. they assume <clears throat> somebody with some like some shit nanny cam in their house. <laughs> has got such great definition that you can zoom in on a fucking house key at an angle (laughs) and work out the, (laughs) allow for the angle and then recreate it on a fucking 3d printer. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. man.
1: That's bonkers.
0: Um, one of the other ridiculous things that he is, is MO was that, um, they couldn't understand why there was no defensive wounds on the, on the women, um, because this apparently they'd found out this had happened several times um, in the last three months. Mm. Which seemed weird that they had they only found this out later on. Yeah, yeah. When they were doing the investigation. Like Lincoln said, oh, I'll just be looking into this and this has happened three other times in the last three months. Well, I'm thinking and then they showed pictures and they're all identical. Right. They're in this woman had got all these women had got stabbed in a, in the identical place on them. Top of the chest, right? <clears throat> and But nobody before this latest killing had thought, hang on a minute. <laughs> this this is exactly the same as those other three cases that we had. No, it took Lincoln to figure that out. Of he was is. the only person who looked into it. So what this guy had been doing to stop the defensive wound thing and try to pin it on the husband was he would break into the house and then he would use a taser... Okay. So tase these people to you know debilitate them, and they were then they'd be on the floor, and then to cover up the tase burns, he would stab them through the oh, fuff.
1: through the tase through the
0: tase burn, yes, with a kitchen knife. Oh,
1: because you can be so precise with a taser burn, can't you?
0: Well, not only that, he it seemed that he he would, he would use a kitchen knife from the house to make it look more like. It was the husband who did it, um, so they presumed that they would have a kitchen knife of just the right dimensions that would be wide yeah. enough so it would cover the two tears marks.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, you'd have to rifle through our kitchen fucking drawer to find one of them, <laughs> and I, I couldn't I couldn't guarantee it because all the houses that he went into had like a beautiful knife block oh, right. with a variety of professional. So chef's he was knives. he was
1: really it was he was choosing his. He was choosing his uh, his victims based on husbands that'll leave without any alibi while they're out and yeah. nicely stocked kitchenware.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're um, they're angry with each other, so people would believe that it was a result of a dom- domestic dispute.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: He- so when they when they were discussing all this, uh, <clears throat> obviously it took a while for him to work all this out at, with Lincoln. Um, his carer came in and, oh, yeah. um, uh, oh that was it. They'd um, had some files delivered for um, about the old cases of the bone collector that they were going to go through. Oh, right, okay. And so um, his, Lincoln's carer came in and she said, well, I'll make the coffee in the big pot. Mm, okay. So that's obviously the signifier that, for something that's going to take a long time.
1: Right, got
0: you. Didn't really need that. <clears throat> Didn't add anything. No. An, another another 30 seconds of filming that they could have done without. <laughs> All it did, really, was Sailor. make sure that, that that woman got paid for yeah. that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think she was in it again. I think that was her only speaking line. Yeah. Um. So they found out this guy who'd been doing these things because... Somebody had said that they'd seen a van parked outside the latest victim's house with the engine running. Um, So so they said, oh, right, well, there was a van parked outside with the engine running. That could have had something to do with it. Um, uh, And somebody had said that they thought it said something to do with electricity on it, on the side of the van. So they went, oh, right, okay. So Lincoln said, what I want you to do, forensics people... Is I want you to go over there and um, swab the road outside uh-huh. where we think that the van might have been. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we might find something that leads us back to what kind of van it was and what company had it. Right. So I mean, yeah, <clears throat> that that sounds perfectly reasonable, doesn't it? Because yeah, yeah. if you find some diesel on a road, you can easily. <laughs> trace it back <laughs> to whichever vehicle it came from, Fuck, can't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. Uh, That's definitely
0: viable. So, the, so they did that. Well, what, what do you know? This diesel that they found... Go on. It had, um, like, an engine-cleaning additive put into it. Oh, okay. The only two auto shops in that area stocked. Ah. Uh, obviously, because whoever had got the van... Never you right. would never use like online shopping mm. to get their fuel, yeah. Additive he'd never send it from,
1: then get it from <clears throat> Dirty Jeff's or anything.
0: No, 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 or or just have some from years ago knocking around, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, 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 he must have bought it recently from one of the only two of the auto shops that are around there. Okay. So then they went back to these two auto shops and they asked them to look through their records mm. and they found, um. An electricity van that had, uh, the owner of an electricity van that had used, uh, bought some recently, because that's the kind of information that your local motor world holds, isn't it? Yeah. Because I know when I've gone in for some, like, fuel additive stuff, they've yeah. said, well, I can sell you, it, obviously, but will you give me proof of your name and your address?
1: Yeah.
0: And who you work for? Yeah. And what kind of vehicle it is you're going to be using it in? <laughs> they all hold that kind of information, don't they? Yeah. <clears throat> so they found the van, they found the, found the bloke. Um, they went round to this bloke's house. Um, and they were doing um kind of kicking the door in, you know, doing the room clearance right, kind of thing. Okay. So they would kick the door in, and then they'd all wave their guns around, and then somebody would shout, ''Room's clear!'' Living rooms clear, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so they, they went into the bedroom, waving the gun around, and then they went to um, the wardrobe, opened up the wardrobe. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't in there.
1: Of course he wasn't.
0: So, so she just went bedroom, bedroom clear, and they left there. Didn't look under the bed. <laughs> now, as it turns out, he wasn't under the bed, but I've, I, I would have thought as a police person. That would have been one of the places you would look for somebody if they were hiding, Well, and you went into their bedroom. You
1: don't need to be a police person, do you? You can be a five-year-old playing fucking hide-and-seek.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no. Went in there. Well, it's a bedroom. He couldn't be under the covers, and he couldn't be uh, under the bed. The only place that he could hide is the wardrobe. Yeah. And I've looked in there, and he's not there, so that's fine. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Uh... So... um <clears throat> Anyway, they um, they needed to find out where he'd gone. So, luckily for them, he had one of those kind of um, basements where he had a load of monitors. You know, where they always, all these people always have like loads of monitors. Of course, and they do. And each one of them, each one of them showing um, a feed from somebody's house.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, because so, he's hacked into their camera system.
1: Yeah.
0: Because everybody's got cameras all dotted around their house, haven't they?
1: Yeah. At of improbable
0: they are. angles. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Plot convenience so angles. Yeah, this, so this one looked like it was um, from the corner, from the ceiling, from the corner of the room, facing down, because right. we had lots of downward shots. Because okay. that's the kind of camera that you'd have in your house. Absolutely. Um, so they saw this thing, and they, they were like, oh, God, well, there's no there's no documentation about where this house is. So Lincoln said, um, just zoom in on the background. And they zoomed in on the background, and there was lots of um like old brick stone wall in and there was like stained glass and he was going, Oh, uh, it looks medieval, that decor. And then he went zoom in on the guy's polo shirt. So they zoomed in on that and it said like Bronx Metropolitan History Museum or something. Right. And oh he's um he's he's into old things or something. I can't remember <laughs> the word it is. And then um, he went, zoom in on the book on the table. And it was a book about this particular architect. So they managed to find out that it was, they They just went, oh, well, this, it must have been, they must be living in a house that's designed by this architect who designs lots of um, medieval looking buildings. Um, so let's see who's recently bought one. Oh right, I found them. So let's go over there. So they've deduced all of that from these these clues, again, zooming in on things that you could never get that kind of definition. Zoom sure. there's, there's I'm zooming in on this picture of this guy's polo shirt, and I'm not 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 being funny, the camera must have been thirty foot away from this guy.
1: Okay.
0: And yet and it was a blurred it started off as a blurred image. This is what always gets me. It started off as a blurred image. Yeah. They zoomed in and it got really clear. <laughs> where's the where's all this extra de- fucking definition coming from? Uh, they zoomed into the fucking embroidery on his polo shirt. Wow. That from is... like a camera that they must have probably got from Maplings. <laughs> <clears throat> Unbelievable. So they went. They went to the house. This this tech guy had already got. It's too late. This tech guy had already got there. Ah. He'd already stabbed. He'd already stabbed a woman. Right.
1: Okay. Um,
0: but for some reason, she wasn't dead. Where everybody else had died immediately, she wasn't dead.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And she kind of indicated with her eyes that he was. This guy was still in the room. So um, what he'd done is because he's such a great hacker of things, he turned managed to turn off all the lights. So right. it was obviously it was dark in there um so there was this the policewoman who was um who was Lincoln's eyes yeah. and all these things she was like oh god he's turned the lights off um but it didn't it didn't matter because um <clears throat> she's got she's got a police torch with her so she put her police torch on and she's going oh I still can't see it's so dark well why why is that I'll tell you <laughs> why nick because then it gave him a chance for Lincoln to say, it's all right, I've got um, night vision on the lapel camera that I always put on you. <clears throat> oh, my so God. The camera, <laughs> so the camera that she's got on lapel, he's, he's equipped it with night vision. So he just went, I'm just going to engage night vision. So obviously then everything oh, just man. goes green, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. And um, she was going, "Will you'll have to direct me round. What? Well, Why? She's got a torch. What? Why isn't the torch working? Why isn't suddenly the torch working? Is the just, darkness too thick
1: there or something? This is it.
0: Like, it's dark, but she's got a torch. But <clears throat> she was walking down this corridor and there was a door to her left and a door in front of her. And they must have been, what, six, seven foot in front of her. And she had her torch and he still had to say, there's a door on your left. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucking torch is that?
1: I think that's a 1970s cinema or Charette's torch.
0: Maybe, maybe. You
1: know the, ah. the ones that were just you know it was like one fiftieth of a candle of a birthday candle.
0: It was just astonishing.
1: Yeah. Really. That's that's dreadful.
0: What? Well, sorry, one of the things that I forgot to mention when they turned up at this house, they, they turned up at the house. They didn't do a recce of the house. They just turned up at the house and then went in the front door. And um, as they were stood in the kitchen, like trying to be quiet and looking for people, this guy comes in with his headphones on and goes like, what? Like really surprised, like, whoa, what are you doing here? And um, they went, oh, like we're New York police, Um, if there's an intruder in the house. And he was like, what? Let me go see. And they were like, no, 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 you stay outside. Well, we'll deal with this. So that guy went outside, right? With nobody, he just went outside on his own. They had no idea whether that the murderer was just stood round the back <laughs> of the front door, and could have just stabbed him. They didn't know where he was, and they hadn't done a, like a recce of the house, no. so they had no idea who it was. But they just went, "You go out and stand outside on your own." Fuck you I mean, even if the, the the killer was inside, what if they'd have flushed him out and he'd managed to escape and run straight into the husband? Yeah, I'll stab you mate. No, didn't even bother about that. Fucking hell. Um so Lincoln had to be this woman's eyes despite the fact that she had a torch. Um so eventually they found the guy downstairs right. and it um he uh tased the policewoman yeah. and then as he came to stab her with a knife uh she shot him. I'm okay. Uh, um and then that that was it right. that was it for that p- p- solved um <laughs> solved, and they were all they were all comfortable enough with how things had gone that um that policewoman then went back to Lincoln's house and um he was like, "Oh God, um, she was like, "Oh it makes a change me you being my eyes and yeah. they were like oh, oh, oh. and oh. then um she said, oh, well, we've got some work to do, haven't we? Looking for this, going through the notes for the bone collector. And he was like, oh, all right then. And then they just carried on. I mean, she just had a near-death experience. She'd just been, I mean, apart from anything else, she'd just been tased, which yeah. I would have thought would would physically shake you, know, you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> she was physically tased, um, had all, that, all those thousands of volts of electricity put through her, then she'd shot a man, at, like pretty much point-blank range. She'd killed another human yeah. being. She'd also seen a woman who'd been stabbed in the chest. And then she thought, well, I'm, I'm gonna, that's it for that. I'm going to carry on with this other work now. She's
1: basically a sociopath then, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. They, don't, yeah, they don't make her out like that. They make her out to be like she's the nice, empathetic one. Yeah. But she obviously just does not give a shit and she's yeah. able to compartmentalise all these horrific <laughs> events in her life and then just carry on with something else.
1: Oh dear. Well, Lincoln Ride um, just continues being great, clearly.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolute
1: yeah. bobbins. So, and and again, for people who haven't heard it last week uh, or any of the other weeks, Uh, what channel will you be able to find Lincoln Rhymes? Oh,
0: Sky. It's a Sky. Okay. In the UK, I think it's a Sky exclusive. Right. Brilliant. Cool. Thank fuck it's an exclusive to them, because you wouldn't (laughs) want that spreading onto other channels.
1: Do you know, I'm sure somewhere that'll be somebody's favourite programme.
0: Who's overlooking things like that, though? I
1: don't
0: know. Why is it just like...
1: Honestly, it I do just, think.
0: Honestly, it's ridiculous. We've
1: missed our calling because when you see things like that, you think I could be a proofreader. I don't have to have a writing credit. I don't want a huge amount of money, but I could go mm. through your script and go, "No, no." Yeah. Logically, this is full of holes. You can't yeah. keep doing that. I mean, to be honest, they ought to rename it. Lincoln Rhymes, lucky fucker because yeah. clearly the shit that happens the majority of it is based on coincidence poor detective work and fucking
0: happenstance yeah because when they when they did that um when they did that swab of the fuel yeah and then as it turned out it got this very specific additive that was only found in these places and then they for some reason these shops that sold basically oil yeah. Um, for some reason kept very, very detailed, <laughs> detailed. records of everybody that sold them to her. When they, when they did that, when he said, oh, go swab for it, we might find something, and they went, oh, yeah, we did find something, we found all this. I was thinking, surely somebody's going to go, this sounds like we've set this up. It sounds like we're setting somebody up here. Yeah. Because it's so fucking specific <laughs> that it's, it, it. coincidence has gone out the window. Yeah. If I was somebody, a third party, overlooking this case after this is all finished, I would be thinking, you fuckers are up to something, <laughs> because <laughs> there's no way that that would have happened.
1: Wouldn't that be a fantastic twist at the end of the whole series, though? discover that yeah. they're actually just a bunch of fucking game playing arseholes
0: They're all fucking bent coppers. Yeah,
1: all of them, framing folk.
0: They're just going around New York, for, yeah, fucking framing people. Yeah. And it's all they've all got, they're all getting a kickback from the from the um, head of the police because it it does it does his records brings
1: their statistics down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. But that'd they're be a great bonus. I hope I hope, the, I hope it goes that way.
0: Yeah. That'd yeah, Lincoln Rhyme, bent fucking copper.
1: <laughs> yeah, very good.
0: Very good. So that was that.
1: That was that. So Sky TV, Lincoln yeah. Rhyme, Hunt for the Bone Collector. Uh, more next week. To be continued.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, it's not a recommendation.
1: No. I mean,
0: if you want to go watch it, it's up to you, but it's not on a recommendation.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm yet to find one of those shows. I'm yet to find one where... It's, no, that's not true. That is not true. I need to probably start re-watching the first early episodes of What If on Netflix, which has got Renee Zellweger chewing oh, the yeah. fucking scenery like a mad thing uh, as, as this rich um, mover and shaker. Like, um, and and there's, there's a woman who's... Oh, God, it's been a while. I haven't watched it for a while. It's fucking terrible. It's one of the worst things I've seen. Uh, And I like with Delway. I think she's good. I've got a lot of time for her as an actress. But fucking hell, it's bad, bad, bad.
0: I've not seen
1: that. Uh, So maybe I should start watching that so I can, you know, take it apart as (laughs) as beautifully as you take Lincoln Rhymes apart. Lincoln Rhymes, bent bastard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good. Lincoln Rhymes, he makes up crimes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very good.
1: Right, so I'll do Banshee. Next,
0: I've now. I've this has completely passed me by. I've not even heard of this,
1: right? So, a couple of years ago, uh, maybe around about the time when Ivy was bought, uh, meh, 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 meh. she was yeah. going to gymnastics, she was going, you know, and, and it's gymnastics for littlies. Uh, so she was going there with her two schoolmates, uh, one of whom, Isabel. Uh, stopped going early, and then Amber stopped going. Then, so Ivy didn't want to go. because She was just a social thing, you know. I don't think any of them were going to trouble the Olympic team at any point in their futures. <laughs> but Isabel's dad is called Chris, and he's a lovely bloke. And I will uh, tell him to start listening to our pod, so we can say hello, Chris. Um, and he watches a lot of really cool telly, and, he, and I don't know when he finds the time. He's a postman, and he, he's got a really heavy round, so you know he's always out, and and yet yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's still got time to. To watch TV, probably because uh, you know Isabel and and Florence, there him and Laura's two children go to bed at decent times. You know, or, yeah. You know, don't want to get into that different headache. Um, but um, he recommended this ages ago when just one day when we were at uh, gymnastics. That's the reason I mentioned that. Otherwise, there'd be no point. Those just a pointless and random fucking detail to my life. It, it,
0: it, I think it was necessary though, yeah. because otherwise it'd just be two blokes. Going to small girls' gymnastics.
1: <laughs> that that would be odd. Yeah, yeah. And making sure everybody called him uncle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that that wasn't that didn't happen. Um, so he recommended it. Ages ago. He said, "Have you seen Banshee?" And like you, no, never heard of it. Didn't know what channel it was on. He told me all about it. And just the other night, I found it, and I thought, is that that thing? So I texted Chris and I said, was he called Banshee? He went, yeah, watch it, watch it, it's amazing. It was made in 2014. They did four series, I think, and it finished in 2017, I think. And and its, um, it's first 20 minutes pretty much give you uh, everything you need to a little snapshot of what the show's going to be like. So in a nutshell, and without trying to ruin anything, here's how it goes. Uh, a convict who served 15 years for a crime um, that he was convicted for uh, and not his partner, his partner both in crime and romantically. He comes out of jail and he's looking for his partner. He goes to see an underworld connection and asks where she is and he nicks a car and he drives... uh, across country to to this place in pennsylvania called banshee county um now there are some other bits he's being followed at one point in a uh, by a guy in a four by four which uh, that's just to just to do the build-up i'll not i'll not talk about that because that's a subplot he arrives in banshee county and he sees his former flame she's now married she's got kids he's been away 15 years so she's married, she's got kids. Uh, she's married to the DA. And the DA's got his own struggles with a local organised crime guy. Uh, and he sees her just briefly and, and he goes to a bar on the edge of town one night thinking, am I going to hang around? Am I not going to hang around? I'm not really sure. Anyway, he chats to the barman and then a bloke who's possibly been on the, on the phone or in the toilet comes out and he's finishing his food. Uh, this there's a plate of steak and, and fries there, and he's eating this. Uh when two hoodlums come in uh, trying to shake down the, the the bar. Uh the guy eating the steak and chips turns out to be the new sheriff of Banshee County. But nobody's right. met him yet. He's a ringer. He's been brought in from out of state, he's been brought in from Ohio State to sort out because everybody um who's been a sheriff in that town, and has tried to take on the organised crime guy, has either been framed, killed, or got on the payroll. Yeah. Uh, So he's been brought in as this, you know, uh, no-nonsense, new policeman, with no connections to anyone. They can't get to him. He's got no family. So he's a very specific guy. You can probably tell where this is going. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 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 Anyway... So do you, do you want to take over from there?
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just got a mouthful of a drink that I nearly Sorry. choked. No, I was just thinking it's um that's quite a well-worn um like Western it's trope. A, it isn't is,
1: it? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean I'm a, I'm
0: a big fan of Western, so yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm, me too. I'm I'm all in for this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very much like a Western. So um so uh, you know, you've already guessed it in your head, so I'll just carry it. So um the guy's trying to shake down the bar. Uh, outnumber the sheriff two to one. There's a there's a bit of a standoff. Our our hero uh uh step you know comes forward and says, Look, uh I, I let him take the money, Sheriff. You start on Monday, just let them take the money, uh, and I will I will pay the barman, I'll put the money back in the in the till that they've shaken down. Um, you finish your steak, these guys go on the way. Doesn't have to be any any kind of hassle, yeah. The sheriff, be, being a sheriff, he can't um, can't subscribe to that. So there's a, a gunfight, um, and then the the, the convict. Mur- well, I mean, the sheriff is shot. One of the other guys is shot, but only wounded. Uh, and so the convict, in a really vis- brutal, brutal fashion, finishes the job for the sheriff. Sees the sheriff, pool of blood. He's he's on his way out. He's fading. Yeah, uh, and he conks out. And um, the barman basically says, "Listen, you move on, get out of town. Just I'll give you a head start. I'll not I'll not phone the police for a couple of hours. You get out of town." You know, because the barman's basically, they bonded over the fact yeah. they've both t- served time in different prisons.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, at that point, the sheriff's phone starts to ring. Now, for reasons that, again, I, 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 this is quite detailed as already, but for reasons that become clearer during the episode, he has a very, very... Well, he's got, A, the, the woman who he loves, but he's also got another very, very um, clear reason to want to hang around... So of course he answers the phone and says he's Sheriff Hood, uh, and then the rest of the episode is about him going to town again, meeting the other policemen, and all that kind of stuff. Now, yeah. So the setup is not new. The execution is great, uh, and um, I was I was pretty much hooked from the off, and I, I think I'm going to stick with it. I think it's a think it's yeah, a really good no, show. Yeah, no, it sounds good. If any of our listeners. And, and, and I'm serious about this. If any of our listeners have seen it and it, de- it goes into sharp decline, let me know. Because there are lots and lots of series, and I'd say this is true of American series, possibly more than British series, or maybe I'm saying that because there's more American series, uh, where the first two or three series are phenomenal, brilliant, really well written, mm. really tight, great characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like they sh- you know a new producer comes on board and they show it to a focus group or they say, what is it you like about this? Uh, and, and they just then distill it into those things. And by doing that, they lose the other stuff that people didn't realise is what they liked about it. They like about it because it doesn't have a formula. perfect example would be Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, yeah. great first couple of series, possibly three, and then suddenly somebody went, they love the they love heists, they love the double-crossers, and they love the killing, the shooting. So let's just make it heists, double-crossers and shooting. Forget the plots. Forget all that Shakespearean stuff. The really interesting yeah. Hamlet kind of uh, dynamic that the first few series had. Yeah, for, for, <clears throat> we just have guns and stuff like that. Um, you know, and and I think if this goes like that, I'll be really disappointed because the first the first episode's fab. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, any listeners, if you could tell me, don't bother. After series two, it's fucking shite. Then I'll just go. Okay,
0: well, that's fair enough. It's it's tricky, isn't it? Because um, I like um, Peaky Blinders. Yes. And so series, series, season, whatever, season one, season two, loved it, perfect. Thought it was great. Season three, complete dog shit for me. Just didn't Tom enjoy Hardy? any was of that it. The
1: Tom Hardy series. Um,
0: well, it's more. It's more when they get into he gets some money he gets moved into a big house and it's all it's just 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 doesn't do anything for me. Okay, but fine. then the but then the subsequent series I have enjoyed, but um, and this, I used to like um, Sons of Anarchy as well. But the same thing with those two is, I found was that those bad seasons that are in the middle of a run, yeah. You can take them out. Yeah, and it doesn't affect the storyline particularly. Sure. Um, and you could just move on from it. I mean, like in Sons of Anarchy, there's a, there's, I think it's season, maybe it's season three. I don't know. Whether um, whether they, they just spend all their time in Ireland and there's like twenty odd episodes of that, and you yeah. can literally just lift that out, not watch it, forget yeah. all about it. Carry on, yeah. and you know, your enjoyment of this series is, is better yeah, than not seeing something. Um, I, w- I wonder so it's...
1: sometimes. <clears throat> I, w- I wonder whether or not. Do you remember the Christopher Nolan film, Memento? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, Memento is a film with Guy Pearce. Uh, he's, he's been shot, or so he's got some kind of brain damage, and he basically only sees things in 15 minute uh, blocks of memory. Uh and then and then the film is shown in reverse so you see how confused he is. Um and I often wondered whether or not when you get something like a show that you're told gets worse as it goes on but starts brilliantly, whether you should watch from the last episode and just go backwards.
0: Yeah. Because then yeah. good
1: characters come back to life and and, yeah. and things would get really strong and by the end you'd be going, Oh fucking hell. Look at the origin story it's really good mm. it probably won't work you're,
0: you're, you're right though it's so many of the um, people who've who were involved who've struck on something that's so great yeah and they managed to hold on to it for mm. one or two seasons and then somehow that all goes and it's such a regular thing isn't it that mm-hmm. there's there is that kind of lull where they forget what made the first, the start of it magical. Yeah, yeah. What what gripped people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a
0: really good, strong, they call them showrunners now, don't
1: they? Yes, indeed.
0: Whoever's, it takes a really strong creator of, of that to hold on to that all the way through yes I everyone.
1: agreed. I mean it's, it's funny isn't it I, 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 as you know well I mean you obviously like him as well because of Lincoln Rams <laughs> that's a good example but I do love a crime procedural I, I love all that kind of thing yeah and Justified if you ever saw Justified six seasons worth of that fucking loved it all brilliant great great show um, based on one Elmore Leonard short story uh, which was based yeah. in the pilot episode and then the rest of it fantastic um, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Some some do go off the rails, which is a real shame. I'm I'm told. I've never seen it, but I'm told that the final, the final series of of Dexter was a real letdown for a lot of the fans. Again, yeah. I don't know because I've never seen it, but you know.
0: Yeah, there's loads, loads of things like that, isn't there? Where they they'll just like, oh, just forget the last season ever happened. Oh, Lost on things. Fuck you know. You see, I was never into Lost, oh, and I'm so glad that I was never our... into Lost
1: fucking waste of my television watching time. I think of the things that were out at that time that I could have been watching instead of that. You know, I'm not yeah. going to say it's however many hours of my life that I'll I've, I've get back because it's only the final season. Season two yeah. was a bit ropey because there was a writer's strike and, and, and it all went yeah. a bit tits. But like season one, very good. Three, four and five, really good. Build up, build up, build up. Season six, I wish they'd never made it. I wish it had been cancelled yeah. before that ending because it was fucking I, in my opinion because apparently there are lost fans who really like the ending. Uh I thought it was absolute fucking balls. Dreadful yeah. balls.
0: Yeah. Um but then wasn't that one where they they had the uh, I ide- the, the idea wasn't supposed to stretch over that period of t- that length of episodes wasn't it it was like oh my god it's a success so you're just gonna need to keep chucking these seasons out i've
1: heard i've heard two things on that jj abrams and damon lindelof the co-creators of lost uh I, i read that they had an eight series season season arc uh and they'd they'd gone to uh the Network ABC or whoever it was and gone. This is the season art. This is this is it. Oh yeah, great, fab, weird polar bears, weird fucking black smoke, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And then the um, about middle of season five, they plateaued. The ratings have plateaued, so the network said, "We'll give you a season and a half to wrap it up." Right. So what should have been another two series were never made.
0: Yeah, and
1: yeah. you're left with this frustrating truncated thing where loads of stuff didn't tie up loads of stuff was left hanging and i'm not necessarily bothered about everything being neat and in a neat little package but yeah, but yeah. there are so many fundamentals that you go right now that makes no fucking sense at all that's yeah. not, you know and the conclusion is so uh, I, I know it's been a long time uh so I but I still feel like I'm about to spoil it. I'm about to spoil the end, so I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna I can't, I can't, I can't. But you know, it, it's it, it's so frustrating, uh, the end of that fucking show. And I did just I had the I had the DVD box in my hand and I watched the final episode and I just fucking chucked it across the room and went fucking rubbish <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: very cross. I'm very cross. Uh, I think there's there's another thing with um especially with the um, American ones where they do run for a significant number of episodes per season. Yeah. That they A lot of the time, they farm out the writing, a significant portion of the writing, to other people, don't yes, they? While they go yes, off absolutely. and do other projects yeah, and things yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. and they get them working on multiple things at the same time. Yeah. Which is fair enough. <clears throat> and, and going back to the using Sons of Anarchy as an example. Yeah, good example. So the creator of that, you could tell episodes where he was involved in it. Yes. Because yes. all of a sudden there'd be like these. Oh right, there's this like a little bubble of different creativity. Yes. In this bit and character and, it's t- and things like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. You can you can tell when they've had their hand in it and where um, where other people who were employed as staff writers, not yeah. putting them down, but they they haven't got that same background idea yes. of yes. what the whole thing is about, have they? No.
1: Yes, yeah, I would no, it's tricky. I'd agree with that. Uh, well, fingers
0: crossed for Banshee. Then. Well, yeah,
1: but do let us know. Do let us know if it if it if it turns into turd. I don't want to. I don't want to spend my time because I could find something else. I could find another show, or if you know a show that was good from beginning to end, yes, chuck it in. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh,
1: right. So that's that's uh, that's that. Um, your your last one is. Um, uh, no,
0: mine's a... Well, yeah. It's um, Situation Comedy. It's <laughs> um, on <coughs> BBC 3 um <laughs> It's got Kathy Burke's in it. It's oh. called Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. It's on <laughs> Netflix. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail on this because, uh, well, for one thing, I think it's it's a, a definite recommend to watch. So, I don't want to go into too many details about it. Um, What I'd talk about more really is it's not, it doesn't go into the details of Jeffrey Epstein's life so much. In fact, the whole programme really isn't about him. um, And that's the thing that makes it involving because it's told almost entirely from the viewpoint of his victims. Oh, God. and the people around him who suffered and how they ended up being drawn into it and, and how it's affected them over the course mm. of their lives. So you do see footage of him. You see a lot of footage of him during his deposition for his various trials mm. um, where he's, he, he basically just doesn't answer any questions at all. He, right. he pleads the fifth on on all of it. And says, Oh well I'd like to answer it, but my lawyers told me that I need I should plead the fifth. So you don't really get anything from that. The only thing that you get is um is a sense of and it's not a surprise, a sense of his entitlement and yes, arrogance of and yeah, 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 he yeah. feels like this is all like <clears throat> why am I even here answering these questions? It's just yeah. ridiculous. You know, just leave me alone and let me get on with it. I'm yeah. I'm far above all this shit. Um so you, you get to hear from the victims, you get to hear from the legal teams that are involved in it. Um, you get a kind of broad view of the story just through their eyes. Um, and obviously it's incredibly dark, and it's yeah. um, it's not in the in the slightest bit uplifting in any way. There's no, there's no good that comes out of any of it. No. Um, but I do think it's one of those things that you, people need to see because... The abuse of power um, throughout it, the abuse of power just almost entirely through money and influence, um, blackmail, is just astonishing, really. Wow. It's terrifying because for so many years, I mean, this uh, one of the things that he did was he, he purchased his, his own private island and then he built... Um, He had lots of buildings on there, buildings for guests with pools and stuff. Then he had his own little private residence on there. And then um, he'd built little kind of hidden gazebos and things like that all the way around the island. Um, And it was basically so that he could go there and just abuse Mm. his victims. Uh, And not only that he could do it, that he would invite people over there oh so that they could do it as well. Oh. So all these little, what looked like nice little idyllic um, yeah, yeah. beauty spots that he'd created around this island were f- purely really there for the purpose that people could take you know, these young girls yeah, of off and abuse them. Um, yeah, Yes, astonishing that he, he managed to get his own little island to do that. So that's the kind of extent that you'd right. go there. He'd fly, he'd fly fly, these girls over there with these guests, right. and then they would spend like a couple of weeks just abusing these people.
1: And then paying money to hush it up, presumably.
0: I didn't even really need to pay money to hush it up, because all the people who were there, obviously, they could hush it up for him, because they yeah. were in it with him.
1: Yes, um, yes, yes, I suppose that's true. God, I don't, I, so, do you know what? I'm not even sure... I could get through that. It sounds it sounds fascinating. It sounds like it was obviously you enjoyed it. It was well made, but I I, I find that really. I, I saw on Amazon the, the, there's a documentary. Uh, in fact, it might be into its second series. It's the the Cosby Women Speak, and it's about the the, the extent to which they were you know uh, treated by Bill Cosby, uh, and I I, I looked at it and I thought oh you know is that something I want to put myself through listening to. Tales of, yeah. of abuse. Yeah, well,
0: I think that they... That's that's why um, I'd hold this documentary up as one one to watch because the director, I didn't make a note of her name, uh, Lisa, the director's Lisa Bryant. Okay. And she just handled it so delicately oh, all the way through that, that you weren't... The details that they talked about, you weren't like, oh my god, that's it's just it's it's horrific, and it makes me not want to watch anymore. What you wanted to see was how this how this all played out.
1: Right, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, there was a kind of lightness of touch to what was potentially something that could easily be exploitative, or you know, there was it was really really well handled, really oh, well good, shot. Good. The interviews, the interviews with the people who were. The victims were again. It was just very well shot and handled. Yeah, it was. It's, yeah. It is. It is a, a like a, a. It's a difficult watch. Yeah. A really, really difficult yeah, watch. And it's an infuriating, an infuriating watch because there isn't a good resolution. Everybody knows there isn't a good resolution no, to it. There isn't a good resolution to it for anybody. Um, but it's one of those things that I think that people need to. Be aware of because yeah. otherwise people are just going to get away with it again yeah. in different ways. Yeah, they're not necessarily going to be an, an out and out paedophile. It could be anything that they're using to hush up, couldn't it? Yeah,
1: of course, of course. And
0: it's astonishing that you think that a judicial system in in modern times could end up being corrupt at such a high level. Of
1: course, of course. Terrifying. Power corrupts. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Well, there we go. Um, so
1: that's Netflix, and it's the Jeffrey Epstein filthy rich. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good.
0: Um, so I'm gonna grind, grind the gears of uh, <laughs> of a, of, a, of a change here. Yeah. Um, you've been watching a, a gritty, hard-hitting documentary series on Netflix as well. Yeah, it's, starring it's, uh, Steve Carell, haven't you? Yes,
1: it is. It's a, it's a documentary. A documentary definitely about uh, space force, who are a real thing. <laughs> now it's, it's it's Steve Carell and Greg Daniels, the uh, the guys behind the American version of The Office. Uh, Greg Daniels also wrote things like King of the Hill. He did he did six years as a staff writer on The Simpsons when when The Simpsons was at its absolute peak, early to midnight na- to late nineties, uh, and uh, he wrote something else. Uh, for commu- um, Parks and Recreation. He created mm. Parks and Recreation. Uh, and, um, yeah. So, very funny guy. And Steve Carell, I've got a lot of time for. I've always liked him. Um, and what they've done is they've made a series in which a, a fairly easily identifiable central character, you know, buffoonish, aggressive, uh, a bit too overconfident and utterly stupid. So, a, a Donald Trump-alike, if you like. Uh, He's been put in charge of this new branch of the armed forces in America called Space Force. Uh, And they keep talking about the president's pledge to the American public, boots on the moon in 2024. (laughs) And um, you've got Carell as Trump, Uh, and he's doing his shtick, you know, that kind of serious, occasionally a little bit angry, annoyed, Uh, but very um, uh, stiff, um if you like um uptight um and then the the, the his foil and and for me uh, and again I've I've seen five of the episodes but for me the uh, it steals every scene he's in is John Malkovich who plays uh the the science guy he's like the chief science officer kind of guy yeah sort of bloke Donald Trump would uh, well Boris Johnson would ignore so i Donald Trump would ignore. Well, let's be honest, he was telling people to shove fucking torch up their arses a <laughs> month or so ago. So, yeah, so you've got John Malkovich, who speaks incredibly slowly and deliberately, and is this well-meaning, frustrated scientist. So I guess he represents, if you like, you know, um, the left in America, largely ignored, um, yeah, and, and probably perceived of as a good thing, but not not to get any kind of power, um and i, I mean I suppose it's its weakness is that it does the thing that when Seinfeld you know broke the mold in American comedy, Seinfeld said they, they went they abided by only two rules: no hugging and no learning, so none of the characters got any better. they all remained just as fucking awful as they were, yeah,, uh, and uh there there was no there's none of the treacly, kind of saccharine. Oh, I, I, and I think this means this kind of plotting. Uh, there's a little bit of that. Uh, and, you know, it, 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 I think it's, the show is is probably the weaker for it because when it's on, and there's been moments, particularly in the episode I last watched, where Steve Carell's character, Mark Ned, who's the, the head of Space Force, is forced to take the place of somebody in a lunar tent experiment... In the desert, because before they can put the lunar tent on the moon, yeah. uh, they have to try out to see how people survive. Uh, and that scene when he joins them, is uh, <laughs> he's very very funny, uh, and I genuinely had me laughing out loud. Um, it, it's uh, not they're not in space. There are moments there are moments in space. The second episode as well with the dog and the monkey. Is is they've been my two favourites so far. So the first episode is a bit of a setup episode. Second one really funny with the dog and the monkey, because he's very much a Donald Trump kind of character. Third episode has got some good bits in it as well. Uh there's an episode where the um the first lady wants to design new uniforms. That's very funny, but she's really right wing. And so they're they all look like weird kind of combinations between um Nazis and butlers from the 30s so um, there's that and then the, and then there's the, um, uh, the, the the Lunar Tent but yeah, I, I mean I've, I'm going to watch the whole thing um, uh, and, and I think I'll, I just, you know, when it gets to those bits where you kind of go yeah, I know that's been put in there because you want to have a, a message where we're all okay, we all get on, we love each other really, I just kind of just go, okay, fair enough so those yeah. bits are probably the reason why people write lines like she's in the military because I kind of just go, yeah, I'm tuning out, tuning out now. Don't need it. Don't need
0: it.
1: Uh, but you watched, you watched the first episode and you weren't, you weren't that enamoured, were you?
0: I didn't. Want, no, I wasn't. Um, I was giving it a pass anyway because first episodes are incredibly difficult. It's yeah. they're, yeah,
1: they're they're so
0: are. difficult to both set the scene, introduce a lot of characters, yeah. set the tone and then tell people, the kind of general direction about where this is all going to go, so that people will then want to watch the next one.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so I never really take first episodes as as a definitive thing of right. I'm going to write this off. Sure. Or so. Um. But I, I, the thing that I struggled with, which it sounds like it comes together more in the latter episodes, is I struggle to find out what the what the tone for the whole thing was. Yeah. Because there are some really clever, witty remarks in there, in the first episode. There are some real kind of like crass, almost airplane-like lines yeah, yeah. as well. Kind of, I found that it made it difficult for me to to get a handle on, so what what are these people all about? Is it is it like a a kind of spoof? Is it a satire? Is it just a like almost like a starship troopers kind of thing but the cuz so much of it was like overplayed on yes. purpose
1: yes yes
0: obviously they were not playing it for straight so i just struggled with the tone of the comedy
1: i would agree with that it's totally inconsistent at certainly early doors um they you know you've got and and also i think you might put that down to the directing more than the writing i, I don't know the i don't know the directors but uh, I don't recognise the names. But you know, you've got characters like the the, the PR guy, he's acting like he's in Scrubs, and yeah. then you've got Steve Carell with his classic deadpan, who's acting yeah. like he's in The American Office, uh, and, and the and the um, the guy outside the the one star general, who's who's his PA, uh, he's he's a bit more uh, somewhere like. Oh, God, I mean, the show reference I'm going to say is only ran for one series Bakersfield PD, but he's, it's um, Arrested Development, maybe. You know, so, so they are a little bit. Um, but then, there again, I mean, I, I really enjoy Better Call Saul, which is the spin off from Breaking Bad. And yeah. Better Call Saul's first series, I think, was just trying to find what it needed to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Subsequent series have been phenomenal. Uh, but um, this this may be uh, it, it, there's enough to merit me carry on watching it, but and it may be that in its second series, should it go that far, it will find the tone that it needs to be. What I might do next week is watch the Orville, which was Seth MacFarlane's yes. space thing, which looks to me a yeah, little yeah. bit like a cross between Galaxy Quest and Family yeah. Guy, you know. Yeah. Because he loves a crass sex joke to Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. But uh, it looks very much in the Star Trek mould. For me, that is the high benchmark. Um, Galaxy Galaxy Quest, Quest. I think, is a wonderful, wonderful film. And if if anyone hasn't seen it, I urge you to watch it. Yeah. It does that brilliant thing of being both a pastiche and an homage at the same
0: time. Oh, my God. It is like... A love letter to all the things that it is taking the piss out of. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. A masterclass in how to, you know. I read a book. Um, it's called Bambi versus Godzilla. It's by David Mamet, and it's all about um, getting things made in Hollywood and the, and, the, and the difficulty of, uh, you know, all that kind of thing. And yeah. uh, and he cites it as one of his three favorite scripts of all time. There's the first Godfather movie. There's it's some. Uh, it's not Citizen Kane, I don't think. It might be, to have and have not. But it's a, it's a black and white, and he's, and Galaxy Quest is his other one. Uh, and he, he writes down why, and 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 it's, it makes all. It all makes sense. But it is yeah. so brilliantly cast and acted. Yeah. Uh, and I is. think that the difficulty when you're making anything, uh, whether it's long form or short form, whether it is TV or it is film, if you have something as perfect as Galaxy Quest, then you are going to yeah. struggle
0: to, you know. There's um, a little moment in the first episode where they're, they're obviously trying to hammer home the the Steve Carell character as being, he's very much a product of the military, isn't he? Yes, yes, yes. And it's, it's it, so, I mean, they can use, so obviously they can use it comedically, that the things that he's tied to, um, that then they can use it to kind of lampoon him. Yes. But one one of the there's a moment in there where he's in the in his bedroom and he's his wife's in bed and he's about to get into bed I think it is, and he goes off I think into the bathroom. But he he does they're they're talking about some or other and he goes off into the bathroom and he does like an almost like a little march into the bathroom. Yeah. And then he does like a a military turn and marches back in and it's yeah. so. That's where, like, I was thinking: is this where you're going with it? it? You, you've gone kind of, yeah, That's- so over the top with portraying him like that. We already knew he was like that because of yeah. all the other subtle little yeah. things that you yeah. did. Like the, the, the thing that was great was um, in the first episode was where he became a four-star general, and he's making like a little speech about yeah. to his friends and colleagues and family and colleagues about. How, how proud he is of that moment, and that is like there's a guy in the back of the room just tapping his watch, going, "We've got to get on to the yeah, next that's meeting." That's right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he like he's like, and "I remember when I first learned to fly the." Uh, oh well, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. And he just he has to miss out like all, all those moments. Yeah, but he's still incredibly proud of the of the four yeah. stars and yeah, everything yeah, like that. Yeah. And they have a nice little scene where they're all round the table, and he's he's managed to get into the place where all the four star leaders are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the nice little subtle interplays that they have—that's almost like all the little interplays that they have in the office. Yes. Between them, that yes. works really, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the because they've, they've even got their own little office politics between all them. Haven't yeah, they?
1: yeah, very much so. It's like where
0: so. this the, they're talking about, oh, the fact that the space force is, oh, you know, that's yeah. awful. And then the, the head of the curse Guard says, well, at least I'm not the, the, the shittest one now. And they're like, oh yeah, no, no, you, no, you still are still, yeah, you are yeah, still yeah. the shittiest one. Yeah. And it's things like that worked perfectly. Yes, indeed. Things Those where are. they were Those like that hammered it home. Yeah. Were. OBA yeah, does much. need
1: to find its tone. Later on in that episode, and thus far, like I say, five episodes in, it's not been done again. Steve Carell has a weird fantasy sequence where he suddenly starts uh, lip-syncing to uh, "Kokomo" by the Beach Boys, um, mm-hmm. which, if you if you know, if it's quite Dennis Potter in a weird kind of way. Um yeah. But but because nothing signaled that that was the game they were playing. And it's never happened since. It does feel like they're just going. Let's find use, use the first series to find what works, and then we'll, then yeah. we'll make it better. But it is, I, you know, I still, I still say it's um, it, it it because it's made me laugh. I will keep watching it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've not. I mean, it's been a good week for me with telly. I've not. Um, I didn't get a chance to revisit the the Marigold Hotel. So, you know, I've had nothing to go yeah. what the fuck at this week. So.
0: Yeah. Difficult f- for anybody to play opposite um John Malkovich because he does he he really does it doesn't matter what he's doing. Yeah. It's like the camera might as well just be on him.
1: I think he's hilarious in it. He's you know, he does he does their thing that nobody else seems to be doing and and you know, uh certainly not in the first episode. He remains consistent. You know, he's not trying to showboat. He's not trying to. The the guy who plays the PR guy frustrates me because he's working so hard to make his character work and be, you know, this wacky kind of guy. Yeah. And Malkovich just breezes in, and you just go, yeah, "Yeah, that's how you do it. He's he's very funny in it. Yeah. But again, if it It sounds like your bag, give it a go.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna keep keep trying with it. Yeah. see where it goes
1: no well very good well maybe we'll I be able to talk about find the
0: feet for a second season
1: fingers crossed I don't know if it's been green lit or what I mean at the moment I don't suppose the green lighting anything until they, we can find out whether or not they can make stuff so
0: I think the thing with that is as as well is um, it's a costly production to make isn't it
1: yeah I suppose so because there are some effect shots not many because it tends to stay in the base but there are some effect shots so yeah
0: and just hiring Steve Carell and John Malkovich oh, is, is a yeah. few quid isn't it there is that too yes of course of course so that's a, that's a, a guarded recommend
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is but I, I, yeah, I feel like I've damned it with faint praise I did enjoy it I did enjoy it um, there's a bit of hugging and learning that I could do without but I did enjoy it so yeah. there you go but that's Netflix oh. as well
0: well, if you've got any shows that you want to recommend to us, you can get in touch with us by emailing us at weakpointspodcast@gmail.com, gmail.com or you can DM us or put a comment on our Instagram feed. It's weakpointspodcast where we put pictures of things that we've talked about during the week and some behind-the-scenes stuff as well. So well, thank you very much for being with us again. Yes, thanks. will just you speak to you again next week. Fantastic. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.